Hello everyone, it's your girl Teresa and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And the poem on tonight is called Titanic Love. Spending so much time trying to fill a void with love, wanting so hard to find it, not realizing that it always finds us. And at the strangest of times too, to expect it from one person, yet receive it from another, this can be frustrating sometimes. To feel empty inside, screaming and panting, but looking peaceful at a glance. Wanting the pain to end, then being rescued, could be why it feels titanic. Meaning the same thing, but expressed so differently. A crazy, crazy thing, this love. When I think that I'm drowning, I am actually floating, never wanting to give up this intoxicating titanic love. So today has been a very interesting day for me. Um, I've had some highs, I've had some lows, I've shed a lot of tears. I've tried to be an encourager. I've tried to make sure that I keep my eyes on the prize. And so whenever turmoil hits, because it will hit, it's a part of life. What I'm noticing is that I am so drawn to be around, to talk to, and to hear the voice of those closest to me. Um, It makes a difference, at least for me. And I found myself just operating in gratitude a lot today. I wanted to be sure that although I'm grieving, um, I'm very mindful of how my heart and my mind operate. And so it's very imperative to me that even though my heart is broken, for me not to fall into a deep depression, because I have been there before more than once. And so what I tried to do was make sure that I availed myself. So what I haven't shared, or maybe I have in a past podcast, but it's like I have three different families um, because I have my biological father's family, I have my stepfather's family, and I have my biological mother's family. And so needless to say, it's a very huge family. And so the first thing that I did this morning, I reached out to a few relatives. I wanted to be able to find out like who I needed to talk to to make sure that um, everything concerning my grandfather is being handled. Um, And if there is something that I need to do that I make myself available. So once I had that conversation with my aunt, we reminisced, we talked about just everything. I got more details. That's my biological father side. Well, my aunt on my stepfather's side, 
has been diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so I had already requested today off because my daughter turned 28 years old today. And although she lives in a different city, the reason why I had scheduled today off was for me to drive to Dallas and be present for her for her birthday weekend. Those were my plans. Apparently, God had different plans. So I had to be willing to avail myself to what his plans were. And so um, I reached out to my uncle and my other aunt, and I pretty much just let them know that I would be available this morning. And so I went to the hospital to go see my aunt. And God had his way, and I was able to encourage her, pray over her, be there for her, do her hair, all that good stuff, just minister to her. And um, I feel like it served two purposes because it kept me from, excuse me, sleeping the day away. It kept me from mourning all day long um, of why didn't it happen like this? Because if we're not careful, we have a tendency to just ask a whole bunch of whys. And so I did not want to fall into that mode. Um, I didn't want to play the blame game. I didn't want to, you know, just do, I just didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be in that headspace. And so I knew that I needed to remove myself from my home for a minute um, so that I would not be tempted to literally just sleep the day away. Um, But I really feel like my going to see my aunt blessed me just as much as it blessed her. And it was necessary. It was necessary because um, sometimes when you have a death in the family, you can get so caught up in dealing with the death of a family member that you forget those that are still living. And I'm trying to become more aware of just the voice of reason the voice of God, the voice of wisdom. And I'm just trying to make sure that I stay in tune with that. And so I spent time with my aunt. I took a couple of videos and I think it just made my heart feel good to be able to do something a little different. And to see the smile on her face And for her to tell me that I brightened up her day. And I was like, that's what it feels like to be obedient. It didn't take away the fact that my heart is broken. It didn't take away the fact that I still have moments where I have to fight back my tears. I'm doing it even now. Um, It didn't take away the fact that the pain is still present. But to be a blessing to someone else, to be able to help lighten their load for a moment, to be able to not so much focus on the depths of your own pain, there's also healing in that. And so I am grateful that it's okay. So this is the best way I could put it. 
a lot of times when a person does not feel what is the word that I'm looking for when they don't feel mm, I guess I'm gonna say relevant so I, I for the lack of a better word so whenever someone doesn't feel relevant what I am learning and I feel like whoever thought of this they were very very wise to do this because it makes you debunk stinking thoughts and so I literally while I was up at the hospital with my aunt and I, as I was doing her hair and listening to her and and just letting her vent I was like if you take moments to like in a, write a what is it it's a um oh lord what is the word it's a gratitude journal if you take time out to write down the things that you're grateful for instead of the things that aren't going right in your world it just opens up a totally different atmosphere and so i found myself even when I have moments, because I've had a lot of moments today where my heart just really hurt. Um, and I felt the pain. I didn't ignore the pain. I wasn't doing that. I felt it. I stayed in the moment. I acknowledged the pain. I acknowledged um, when I was hurting. Like, I made sure that I, I let the pain know, I feel you. I know you're here, but I can't stay here. And I can't stay here for so many reasons. One of those reasons is because I have children that still need me. They still need me to be present. They've seen their mother when I was no good, when I was so depressed that all I could do was literally roll over, get up, go to the restroom, and pretty much crawl right back in the bed and cry my eyes out. And that was when my daughter, when I found out that my daughter was raped. So my children have seen um, that side of me because that almost killed me. But once I got over that, not like over and over, just in terms of once we got past that season of me coping with and coming to terms with the fact that this has happened to us, but it's not the end of us. Um, I became, I walked away from that situation, understanding the importance of being present. And so even though my heart hurts, and even though this is a very, very fresh wound very fresh I have given myself permission to grieve with purpose so even when I called my aunt I was very purposeful in our conversation because this is her father and she said something I thought it was so cute. She said she used to always tell my other aunts, I don't care what y'all say, I'm still daddy's favorite. And so we chuckled about that. But I started to realize like, okay, you can feel the pain and it's okay for you to feel the pain, but you've got to tell the pain, this is how far I'm going to allow you to come. Because if you go any, if you go any further than this, it's not going to be good for me. And I'm glad that I've become mindful of that through counseling, through therapy, all of that. Um, so that's what I did. I, I, I felt it. 
I acknowledged it, but I slowly, slowly did other things so that eventually this hurt that I feel that's heavy on me, eventually it'll be like, not going to lie dormant because like I said, I'm acknowledging it, but it'll be to where it won't sting as much. And I'm not trying to expedite this process, but at the same time, I don't want to stay here too long. I hope that makes sense. And so um, I made sure that I availed myself so that I could be available to someone else because it's necessary. That also is a part of healing. And so now I understand like sometimes how people will volunteer in certain atmospheres. So like if you're a abuse victim and then you go and you're, you literally go to like a women's shelter to make sure that you volunteer to cook and all of that. I get it. I get it. Sometimes it's necessary for you to put yourself in a different space um, because that is therapeutic. It's therapeutic for you if you were once a victim for you to operate as the victor in order for you to heal in that arena and for you to replace that bad memory with a good memory. That is healthy. That is something that I feel like sometimes we may not do enough of, but in order to truly heal, I do believe that it's imperative that we do that. And so I made sure that I was available to the people that I love and that love me. Um, and I, I did my very best to try to make the best of today. I did my very best. And um, I hope I put a smile on God's face because I did what I could to try to do that. But this is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. Um, y'all know how I do it. I got to read a letter to my future hubby. So here it goes. And the date is February the 5th of 2021. Dear future hubby, today my oldest daughter turned age 28. It's hard to believe that I have a 28-year-old child who is no longer a child at all. Today was a little rough, but I'm grateful for God how he has placed in my life those who are genuinely concerned about my well-being. Side note, why it is why is it that I just realized that most of these letters I have written to you are written in cursive? But being that cursive has been removed from the schools, I hope my letters don't appear to be ancient by the time you're, you lay eyes on them and I hope you can appreciate my penmanship but I digress I spoke to my aunt this morning she could barely speak but that's understandable considering that her father my grandfather passed away in a hospital with no one um, none of his loved ones surrounding him she told me how my aunt did get a chance to explain to my grandfather that they weren't at the hospital because they didn't want to be there. That's not the reason. But that the reason why was because of COVID-19. No one could visit him. Then my thoughts shifted to my grandmother. My grandparents have been married for over 60 years. Future hubby, I cannot imagine the depths of my grandmother's pain right now. 
Moments like these are so very hard to bear. Then I thought about my own demise, something I do more of as I age. I totally understand that this is a part of the life cycle. However, maybe this is why I take so many pictures and I try to capture so many moments because it's those memories that also help our loved ones to be comforted after we pass on. So I sent the photos I had with my grandfather and my grandmother to my aunt. She loved them. Mission accomplished. I love you, love Teresa. So I hope that y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening. And like I always say, please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one.